You're listening to Pixels Podcast, a show dedicated to talking about all things gaming, movies, streaming, and more. My name is Pixel Sean, and I am a live streamer looking to turn online content creation into a full-time occupation. I'm sitting down with other content creators to talk about their journey, their struggles, the lessons they've learned along the way, and just to have a good time. If you do want to support this show, you can give this show a rating, and you can also find all my socials in the description below. So grab a cup of coffee, sit back, relax, and enjoy. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Pixels Podcast. We have a packed full episode again this week with some new E3 news, new Pikmin mobile game updates. We've got more news on the potential Switch Pro, whatever you want to call it, and Twitch banning people for off-platform conduct, plus much more. We are joined today by Carla. Carla, how are you going, man? Another day in paradise. It's getting bloody cold. Ooh, it is. Yeah, it is getting problems. so cold, man. Below double digits? No. Nah, no, thank you. I have to wear Give clothes me... to bed now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, it's my disappointment. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Gross. That's Great a gross start. image. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's just get right into it. We've got a whole bunch of shit to get into. So we'll start off uh, with the E3 news. Um, now, it's been confirmed, well, so far, there have been a few people who have been confirmed to attend this year's E3, and we mentioned in last week's podcast, and I've mentioned in a couple of videos, that this year's E3 is a digital-only event, um, which I absolutely love, but those who have been confirmed so far are Nintendo, Xbox, Capcom, Konami, Ubisoft, Take-Two Interactive, Warner Bros. Games, and Kosh Media. What do you think? Are you, are you a fan of that? Is there someone that you, you want to be there that isn't there? What, what, what are your thoughts on that so far? Well, I'm missing Blizzard, I think, uh, would benefit, and they can suck a dick, um, <laughs> like, with Activision in general, because Blizzard's lost a lot of good faith from the public mm. uh, over a whole myriad of different scandals and things going wrong. So I think them getting themselves out there, trying to rebuild their reputation, maybe get things back on the right foot with you know the community, the players. I know they have BlizzCon their own thing, but you know the the people who like Blizzard like Blizzard, right? And mm. everyone else, you know, if you've never played their games, you don't give a shit. So I think it'd be a good way for them to get involved uh, more in the broader sphere because. You know, I'd like to be able to play the games I love with friends who are like, oh man, Blizzard games aren't that bad. It's like, yes, just the company sucks. Uh, kind of like EA, the games aren't always that bad, but you just don't want to support the company itself. Mm. Uh, who else is missing? Well, EA as well, I don't see them on the list. I assume they'll be there. Uh, I wouldn't see them not being there if Take-Two is going to be there. I'm assuming Activision itself will be there. Uh, Bethesda, they're missing. Um mm. They did get in a bit of strife, obviously, the last couple times because they've over-promised and under-delivered. So oh, yeah. we'll see what happens there. I would like to see them, you know, maybe give an update on what's going on with uh, the new uh, Elder Scrolls game. If, like, there's been delays, what's happening. You know, don't over-promise, but just be honest about it. Let people kind of see what's happening, the behind-the-scenes stuff. 
I think it'd be cool because uh, a lot of people I know who love the Elder Scrolls games have basically at this point stopped caring because nothing's being said. It's been pretty yeah, it's, quiet it's, on most fronts. It's been a while since they've actually announced it to hearing anything outside of that announcement trailer. There hasn't really been too much more that I've been able to find about yeah. that new Elder Scroll game. It's just it's just sort of like, yep, we're working on it and nothing. The only thing I've heard in recent times, and this is still kind of old, uh, was, I forget the YouTuber's name, but uh, she's known as the, the grandma of YouTube because she's like, a, I forget how old she is. I think she's like 80 or close to, or maybe over. But she uh, does Skyrim Let's Plays and stuff. And she refers ah, okay. to the, It's like the most wholesome channel on the platform. It's great. Uh, but they actually got her to do voiceover and get her as a character in the game, which I thought was... Oh, that's, that's awesome. A, that's a really cool thing to do because uh, fans actually started a petition to get her into the game because she didn't know if she was going to be alive by the time it came out because we don't know. <laughs> um, that's awesome. And so they're like, yeah, because we don't know how long it's going to take. And I do appreciate them not putting a date on it necessarily, saying like... Yeah. You know, it has to be out at this day, kind of like you said uh, in your wrap-up video with the uh, Lego Star Wars Saga stuff, where if we don't get a date, it's kind of better, so then we know, you know, it's not going to be rushed as much. Yeah, you'll so, get it when you get it. Yeah, and, like, I would like it to come out sooner rather than later, because I am kind of itching for an RPG to play, but those who have played any of the Elder Scrolls games, you know the games get better as you go, but... They're always janky, and mm. you've got to mod the living crap out of them, generally to have as much fun as possible. doesn't mean you can't have fun with the vanilla experience, but I want I want a game that'll come out and just be fun vanilla in an RPG setting that isn't just a yeah. hack and slash. So I, I would like to see Bethesda there. And another company I'd love to see there, and I don't know what's going on with them because it's been a very weird kind of five six years even decade really and that is konami like i don't oh, know yeah. what oh no wait they are there sorry they have confirmed i uh, misread that yeah they are there, um, yeah but i i'm very i am very concerned about like uh their reputation because they've gone from making games to not making games only making pachinko machines announcing oh we're gonna have a new silent hill castlevania and their pachinko machines so mm. I would like to see them, you know, they had PT, they were on to a winner. I know Kojima might have been hard for them to work with, and I don't think that's necessarily Kojima himself, specifically. I think that's more Konami's, like, upper management having an issue mm. with him, because, let's be real, he's a bit of a rock star in the industry. But I would very much like to see PT get made, I love horror games, and, you know, we haven't had a good horror game, in my opinion, like, all-time classic since Alien Isolation, which is, like, what, five, six years ago plus. Yeah. So, I would PT I'd love to see them. PT was shaping up to be... Yeah, PT was shaping up to be the best thing ever made when it came to horror. Because, yeah. like, prior to that, it's like, okay, you got, like, Silent Hill 1, Silent Hill 2, Resi 1 and 2... You know, you got Amnesia, Outlast, you know, there's a few really, really good classic horror games, but I want something that's going to stick with me forever like those games did. So mm. I hope Konami come out and absolutely kill it this year. I'd love to see them bounce back, get their, get, you know, get off their ass, get their shit together. 
But yeah, I think Bethesda, Activision slash EA and Blizzard, who can suck a dick because I just need to throw it in there one more time. Um, <laughs> I'd love to see them there because I would love to see id Software, who are owned by Bethesda, uh, see what they're up to now that all the DLC for, or at least the main plan DLC from my understanding for Doom Eternal is done. Are they going to move into another Doom game or are we going to try to, you know, maybe reboot something old and classic like Commander Keen? You know, I don't know. I'd like to see something a little different. Like, I love Doom, don't get me wrong. But I would like to see maybe something small in between from them. Maybe, like, a throwback that'd be fun to kind of go back. You know, not necessarily over-the-top violence or anything. Something a little chill. Because we're getting a lot of chill games these days, which is nice. It's a nice change of pace. Mm. But, yeah, I'd like to... They're just kind of the main ones I'd like to see. How about yourself? Um... I'm pretty happy with who's actually already confirmed because at the moment, all, all I'm looking for is basically just good games. I'm not too fussed about who makes them. I just want the mm. end of the day, the game quality to be good. I I guess I'm just eclipsed by Nintendo. Yeah. <laughs> you know me. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I want that new Switch, man. I want that new Switch. Okay. For those who don't understand, right? You ever seen a video... And I mean, like, one on the hub or the tubes, if you know what I mean. And, you know, it gets you right to the edge, but it doesn't do it for you. That's where Pixel is sitting all the time until we get a proper announcement. That man is just on edge all day, every day. I just need a confirmation, man. (laughs) He needs a hit, Then it's going to be Niagara Falls. (laughs) Yeah. Like... You're never going to have a protein shortage in the world once this this gets announced. Kleenex stocks through the roof. Yeah, man. (laughs) But that's I. I I, there's there's a whole bunch of things that have come out um, just regarding Nintendo and E3. It's it's looking like they're going to announce at least something. Um, There was an interview with the the president of Nintendo, um, and he said that you know. They, they're actually looking into, you know, future consoles, um, but they're looking at, you know, the cost and the price and all that sort of stuff for manufacturing. Um, he's also said that he wants to sort of, yeah, yeah stick with the, you know, the, the normal Mario, Zelda IPs, but also shift a major focus over to new games and new IPs, which I do think Ooh. Nintendo does like a little bit in that department. Um, you know, they, they definitely do have a lot more sort of indie games and all that sort of stuff, but... They definitely could use some new larger IPs because, um, you know, it's always Mario, Zelda, you have Smash Bros, and, and that's basically it. Like, they are fun games, don't get me wrong, but it'd be good to have the really big backing of Nintendo and Nintendo money um, mm. into a new IP. I think they'll be, they'd benefit future consoles for sure. Yeah, like they've when the Switch launched, they have had like five, six new IPs, which has been really, really good. But Nintendo kind of forgot about them. You know, you had like Arms, Splatoon. You know, I think we're about mm. due for another one of those. Um, there's a few others, but I'd like to also see a revival of some of the old ones. I know they're working on a new Metroid, and like for those who don't know, a while ago, uh, it was planned. I think come out like late this year, next year, but they were really unhappy with the product 
So Nintendo completely scrapped it and gave it to like the original makers of Metroid Prime or something, if I recall. No, uh, okay. Um, it was original developer of one of like the better Metroid games, and hmm. so they're like reviving that. But I really want to see a new F Zero game. You know, like Ooh, I'm missing, yeah. I'm missing like a good arcadey racer on hmm. Nintendo, and yeah. Mario Kart's great, but Mario Kart's only really fun when you play with other people. Yeah. You know, I want a good racing game. You know, I think that'd be absolutely dope. Obviously, you got the Pokemon games coming out as well. Um, they are, like, yes, Pokemon is the Pokemon company, but that is owned by Nintendo. Um, so, in general, it's like, okay, well, Nintendo's got, you know, arguably three, four of the biggest IPs in the gaming industry that exist. Like, that's just yeah. how it is. But... I would very much like to, uh, as you said, I'd like to see them maybe come up with something new, something a little different, maybe a couple of RPGs or an RPG. Um, mm. Give me, like, you know, maybe a different kind of fighting game, like a 2D fighting game. Because we've, like, I know Smash Bros. technically is, but, like, you know, more like something like Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, you know, not necessarily over the top violent, but, you know, something a little different, I think, would be, would be good. You know, the one thing that they've done well with their IPs they do have is they change the game formula a lot and it keeps them fresh. And that's the only reason they've stuck around. You know, you look at something like Mm. Call of Duty and Call of Duty is struggling, in my opinion, to bring in new players because it's the same game. You know, the core mechanics remain the same. And, like, they do change certain things from game to game. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to just shit on Activision and Call of Duty. Battlefield's kind of the same, like... They try to change it a little bit, but there's only so much you can do with a first-person shooter. You know, mm. but like, you look at Mario, you got Mario Kart, you got Mario Party. You know, I would like to see them add to Mario Party. The, like, the vanilla release of Mario Party, to be honest, is dreadful. And the game itself is great fun, but there's like four maps, which is just, for a Mario Party, yeah. game, that's pathetic. You know, I really that. want to see them. I really want to see them fix that up because I want to play it more. I do. Like mm. I, I want to you know whip the switch out and be like, yeah, let's fucking play this all night, boys. You know, like mm. get some pizza, shit talk, have a great time. But it's really hard to do when you can have like play every map in like an hour and be like, okay, well, now what? You know? Yeah, exactly. So, they, um, it'd be fun. Was it Jeff? Jeff Grubb from uh, Venture Beats did say that Nintendo will have another full-scale General Direct showcase, which kind of hints that they are going to be showing off a lot of new things. They just recently had their Nintendo Direct. They just recently had their Pokemon Mm. event. So to me, when someone says, you know, it's going to be another full-scale General Direct, they're going to bring some new shit. So I think they are going to be bringing up some new games, possibly new IPs and all that sort of stuff. And again, going back to that console, I, I do think that a lot of the rumors are true around that in the fact that they said that they're going to be releasing or announcing it mid-year to release end of year. Now, I don't know if that's going to be the case with the shortages of all the materials and stuff, but um, it, it seems to be playing out um, You know the way that the rumors said. Mm. I'm, I'm not sure if you saw on Twitter. I do have a couple of notes here. However, in the latest 12.0 firmware update there is a now a section on the switch where it says 4k dp preferred over usb 3.0 and i think Mm. i was speaking to you about this last week where we kind of came to or i think you suggested it where the switch in the future could possibly become 
more modular where you keep the actual switch console itself like the actual handheld area and you just plug that into the new dock which will support your 4k upscaling so your 12.0 firmware where it has that ability is already on your switch if you've updated it but if you get a a dock that allows that uh, you know sort of function to come true then you could have a 4k system already tied up to your tv um Mm. in that in that um, update as well, there was also an option added in there for Bluetooth audio support, hinting that you might be able to get, you know, Bluetooth headphones without using any kind of additional accessories or dongles or anything, which I think is great as well. So yeah. there definitely seems to be some things coming down the line, even if it's you know just a small revision or something. There definitely seems to be something to do with the console that might be announced at E3. Yeah, I, I I honestly think this hints more at a new dock than a new console itself. Mm. And I very much like the idea of a new dock. Even if you do a slight revision, you know, with the OLED screen and stuff. Like, you can do different versions, runs of the Switch in that sense. I don't have an issue with that. But as mm. someone who's got, like, the vanilla Switch, when it first, not when it first came out, you know, I got it a few years later. But, you know, I've got the base model. You know, I don't want to have to go, well, what's the point of me having a like you know this 4k firmware update as a potential thing if i can't freaking use it you know and to be like Mm. okay well you know for 200 bucks or whatever like 150 200 bucks which is about what i think it would cost maybe 250 max i don't think it could go above that for the dock itself but if they go hey you know for that you can get the dock that will allow you to play in 4k if you wish because you know if it's using USB-C, which it is your transfer rates and just how good it is is infinitely better than what USB 2 and infinitely better than USB 3. And USB 3 is already yeah. pretty damn quick, but it's going to allow you to do uh, like an external GPU to this console. Mm. And basically the dock goes from being, you know, more of a, okay, we're going to allow more power to run to the console to being like, we're going to allow more power to run to the console while taking some of the load off itself. So mm. I, I'd very much like to see that and maybe allow for high refresh gaming for something like Splatoon or uh, Smash Bros where it allows for you know Ooh, better yeah. input times and things like that. I think that'd be cool, kind of like how the PlayStation and uh, like the PS5 and the Xbox uh, Series X have like the... We're going for the higher frame rate gaming for competitive games at a lower resolution, which mm. is more important to a competitive game. So that's definitely something I like. I like the idea of the Bluetooth audio, especially while docked. Because, you know, not everyone likes to run through their TV. Because, personally, my TV speakers are atrocious. Uh, Because my TV is from, like, 2012. And I'm Hmm. too cheap to buy a new one. Because I only use it (laughs) to watch, like, Netflix when the boys are over once a week. And that's about it. Yeah. So, like, that's why I put so much money into my computer setup. Because I'm like, yeah, this is more important to me than, you know, a TV that I never bloody use. So I, I like that idea of maybe I want to play a game on the big screen once in a while and, you know, I don't want to stream it or have hate, like the yeah, HDMI it's, audio. It's just giving yeah. players options. Like, you, yeah. you know, this is, this is what I, I kind of like about that idea of being modular. You mm. get what you need. Like, if they come out and says, hey, look, we're not going to be giving, you know, we're not, we're not going to be making a brand new Switch. We're going to be making the the modular dock. So for those who want it, you can just you know buy that and put your existing one in and all that sort of stuff. 
I don't have a 4K TV, so if they announce that that's only what they're going to be bringing out, I'll go out that day and just buy a Switch because I don't need the 4K upscaling. Yeah. It'd be nice to have, you know, the the newer revisions and all that sort of stuff, but I'm thinking, well, you know, if it's just going to be a modular upgrade and there's not going to be too many other revisions outside of a whole new console, you know, in four or five years later on down the track, yeah. there's no point, no sense in me waiting for, you know, just just go out and buy it. Like, I don't need the 4K upgrades. I don't need any of that sort of shit. And it'd be the one with the, the better battery as opposed to the one that came out, you know, day one. So it's already somewhat revised in terms of hardware. So I'm thinking, well, mm. there's, there's no real reason. And look, if people do have a 4K TV... By all means, go out, buy the, the dock if that's what they're doing um, and, and play how you want to play. I, I love how, you know, having these separate parts is just, it's just allowing people to be like, cool, I need mm. this, I don't need that and you just purchase things accordingly. Yeah, and again, like, you know, just to harp on the PC Master Race, but this is what I love about PC gaming. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, I want better dis- like a better display. Well, do I need a better graphics card? No, the graphics card's perfectly fine. I just need to buy mm. a better monitor. It's like buying a new TV to enjoy your gaming experience. You know, oh, my like controller's shit. Let me go out and buy like a third-party custom controller, you know, or like get one custom made and things like that. Like you just have uh, so many options on PC and I really like the idea of consoles bringing this in. You know, like, the PS3 and Xbox 360 having, like, hey, you can put different hard drives in. Like, the PS3, the fact you could throw an SSD in there and make that thing actually load reasonably quick, you know, all things considered. It's like, yeah, that's awesome. I love that. Um, But, you know, at the same time, it's like, at a certain point, these consoles become kind of useless. And to be able to utilize the dock to get more out of it, you know, I I love the idea, and that would expand the life cycle of the Switch by a lot. And, oh yeah. You know, if you can get away with making this console cheap, especially given you know it's dated hardware and things like that, and you've got a reasonable reasonable stockpile of those parts, then if all you got to do is make a new dock, well, you're not having to make a whole new console, new screens, new everything else. Your parts are going to be a lot cheaper. You know, hmm. and you're going to be able to get, you know, another four, five, maybe even six, seven years out of this console pretty comfortably, which hmm. I wouldn't want to see necessarily from a consumer standpoint. But as a business, you know, if you can drag, you know, this console that is arguably on track to be the most successful console of all time. Yeah, milk it. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. You know? Now, that does go against some of the rumors that have been reported by Bloomberg, um, mm. where they said that you know, there's going to be a new 720p screen developed by Samsung. There's going to be better fans and all that sort of shit in there. So yeah. who knows what we're going to be getting. We might be getting all of it or none of it. It could just be, hey, for those who already have it, um, here's a dock for you to use your existing one. For those of you who don't have a Switch and are looking to buy one, here's a newly revised one. Of those of you who are looking for upgrades, you know, here's one with a better screen and better cooling system. So, yeah. whatever model you want to buy, it's completely up to you. It's kind of like yeah. the, the, you know, the the DS. We have the 2DS, the 3DS. You got the XLs. You got the ones that don't flip down. It's 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 a whole range of consoles. All the games will work on them, but. Mm. It's just whatever you prefer in terms of hardware. I think that is, you know, one of the best ways to go about, you know, yeah. selling your products where the games are accessible on any hardware, but the choice of hardware comes down to your personal preference and what you need out of it. 
Yeah, and I I hope they stick with this cartridge based system. Uh, mm. Like CDs are great and everything, and I know like you know consoles obviously stick to it, and a lot of people these days are like let's go digital, which is its own shit show. Uh, clearly shown oh, by yeah. like PS3 shutting down the store and stuff <laughs> because there's certain games that uh, lose their licensing. Actually, one that we talked about a little while ago, Stubbs the Zombie, used to be on Steam mm. like way back in the day, lost the licensing because of the music because I didn't want to renew it. So instead of, you know, editing the stuff out because it was integral to the game, they just took it off the bloody store and you couldn't physically buy it anymore. Um, and then eventually they remade it and, you know, all that's good in the world. But, you know, there was a good, like, 10-year-plus period or so where you couldn't buy the freaking thing because mm. it was digital only. And getting a physical copy, good luck. You know, you, yeah. you're throwing it up to chance, which is why I much prefer physical media over digital. Digital, yeah, yes, 100%. it's more convenient. It's easy. You just install it. You can piss off to do your own thing. Um, whereas physical, obviously, you have to go to the store. You have to wait for it to be delivered or whatever it is you're doing. But if something goes wrong, you still got the bloody game. And that's yeah. the problem I have uh, with only digital. Uh, so I'm hoping they do keep this cartridge system um, I do hope they continue to expand the store as well. Uh, I think the store could go to be a little better. It's got kind of not necessarily a bad layout, but I think they could refine it a little better, make it a little flashier, a little nicer to look at. Because at the mm. moment, it's kind of basic. I don't know if you've seen the Nintendo eShop, but um, I've seen it. It's it looks it looks okay, but yeah, it definitely is room for improvement there I, I yeah, think I think it could be a little more interesting it's like when uh, Sony mm. updated the um, PlayStation store from what it used to be to you know halfway through the PS3 era coming into the PS4 and it was like wow this is infinitely better and then mm. uh, they put in way too many categories and not the categories they want <laughs> so it became useless it's like hey I want to buy some PS2 games or PS1 games to play on my on my PlayStation 3 or PlayStation 4 yeah good luck finding that uh, yeah. they made it basically impossible but I like I don't want it to be overly complicated. But I would like it to be you know a little bit of a cleaner, maybe m more visually interesting. Uh, experience. Apparently on the uh, apparently on the Switch you can't even make folders. No. So some people are like you know I want to make a folder for games that I haven't played and games that I have played because you can buy some you know some indie games on the Nintendo shop and all that sort of stuff and yeah. you can put them into folders or the people want to put them into folders to say here are the ones that I haven't played so when you're thinking well shit I want to start a new game I don't know what to play yeah there's a folder of all the games that you haven't yet tried so I think yeah just having basic functionalities like that it'd be easy to easy enough to put in um, and it'd make a world of difference for functionality yeah there's it's just it's not that the store is bad. It could just use that little optimization. Mm. And yeah, I agree. Like just being able to go, hey, let me find games I don't, I haven't played. Like Steam, it tells you when you look at the game in your library, whether you've played it or not. And when, mm. even if you haven't played it, it tells you when you purchased it. So you can feel like real shit. Like, hey, I purchased yeah. this in 2011. Still haven't played it. <laughs> it's only been a decade. <laughs> Whoops. You know, I can't tell you how many games I've got that are like that. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. that was a bad call by me. <laughs> yeah. Now, the first thing I'm going to do before we move on uh, from the Switch topics, the first mm. thing I'm going to be doing, <laughs> I still can't believe you haven't done this either, is when I buy my first game, do you know where I'm going with this? 
I have a very strong feeling. <laughs> starts with A. <laughs> You've got a taste. Second word it. starts with C. <laughs> uh, You've got to taste the game. <laughs> you do it. I'm going to apparently. I'm going to drive. I, up I there can't believe that you haven't done this yet. No, because I'm not a fucking moron. <laughs> like Nintendo put you, out a tweet. I remember this. They put out a tweet saying, "Please don't lick the cartridges because it damages them. <laughs> it's water damage." I don't know no, why not, people. Not, are, don't oh. you don't you don't lick the the metal bit. You lick the front where the sticker is. So apparently, oh, yeah. for those who don't know, Nintendo put some chemical on there um, because these cartridges are so small. Um, they wanted to deter kids from accidentally eating and swallowing them, swallowing them. So they put this disgusting tasting chemical on there that will put anyone off. And apparently it's revolting. Yet, so the first thing I'm doing is when I get my game. Eats ass. <laughs> so, you know, it's yeah. not going to stop us. <laughs> uh, ass and Tide Pods, you know. <laughs> yeah, man. Got to tongue punch the chocolate starfish, as we say. <laughs> Yeah, I can't wait for the Switch for that reason and many others, but also just to be like, you know what? Let's give it a little cheeky taste. I'm, I'm, I, I want to make this right now. This is a legal disclaimer. In the action of <laughs> Pixel Sean licking that damn cartridge, I withhold the right to slap him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great. So if he does it, he agrees to allow me to slap him in a place of my choosing. Thank you very much. Done. <laughs> Done. He's signed <laughs> off. He's good. All right. So uh, don't... You, Australian courts, you cannot arrest me. <laughs> I maintain right. my right. <laughs> he has agreed to these terms and conditions. <laughs> uh, oh, it's going to be God. fucking revolting. But um, moving on. Kingdom Hearts is now on PC. However, yes. it is using the Epic Game Store... Gross. Anyway, so (laughs) the whole series is on PC and it's going to cost you an absolute fuckload to get into this. Um, It's going to cost about 350 Australian dollars or about 260 USD. Now, when you divide that up over as many games as you're getting and the many hours that you'll be able to play and the content... You can make an argument that it is somewhat of a decent deal if you haven't played this franchise before. Definitely. But for a lot of people who will be looking into this for PC, they want it you know, sort of immortalized on PC. Most likely, you've already played a lot of the games or the ones that you want to. So yeah. being, you know, having that, you know, that 350, if, if you're an Australian, having that ask to say, hey, you want to rebuy some games you already played and you want the whole series... 350 bucks, that is massive. Who has two thumbs and is dumb enough to probably do it? This guy. No. Uh, <laughs> this guy. <laughs> this guy. Nah, uh, I really want to get the PC release. I really, really want to get it. But when I look at that price, it just... Ugh. And like they had it on it's... sale. I don't know if it's still on sale at the time of recording this, where it was like 50 bucks for one and two. I'm like, eh, that's not so bad. Like... It's still too much, in my opinion. I know it costs money, obviously, to port these across. It does. It's not cheap. It takes a long time to do. And you've got to hire a lot of people to do it. But fucking 350 bucks. Uh, crap. Let me go through it. you got one, two, uh, the card one, which I never remember the name of. 
And then you got Birth by Sleep, 365 Days, Dream Drop Distance, 3... Probably, you'd be pushing 10 games. So, it's like 35 bucks a game. It's not bad, but it's still, like, 35 bucks... Like, the only one that's a reasonable price to me is 3. 3 makes sense. Mm. But, but one these, and two these, these aren't just not. remade from the these aren't remade from the the ground up though are they they're just ports. No. My understanding is they are just ports. I haven't looked into yeah, their performance like, or oh. anything like that. Um, and like, there is a big discrepancy between uh, the one two remix and the th- uh, three when it comes to requirements for your PC. Now it's not that three yeah. is the most demanding thing in the world by any means. But keep that in mind. If you have like just an absolute old piece of crap PC, you might still be able to play Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2 Remix. But there is no way if you have a really old PC, you're going to play Kingdom Hearts 3. Yeah. For you personally, you'd be able to play all of them, no worries. Like, and yeah. to put it in perspective, like if you've got a computer that's 10 years and less, you'll be able to play all of these. If you've got a computer that's probably over 10, you're probably, unless it was top of the line, you're probably not going to be playing Kingdom Hearts 3. My my issue with um, this sort of release, right, is that they're releasing it in, I guess, three, I think it's three main groups or something, or four main groups. Yeah, so they're, they're clustering some games together. Yeah. I'm thinking, okay, if I want to play a couple of games from each bundle, I don't think there's an option where you can just pick and choose the games you want so you need to buy the entire bundle and one might be $90 and you might say well I just want to play one or two games on that one I'm not interested in the card games I'm not interested in you know whatever other games might be on there I'm just really interested in Kingdom Hearts 1 or 2 or Birth by Sleep or something I'm not interested in the the movie version or whatever it was yeah the two you know 356 yeah you might just say well I just want you know two or three games out of that particular group but you're forced to pay $90 just for a couple of games like it's I don't know yeah I, I much think, prefer to I say releasing them individually you, would have been a better idea yeah or, or to say look if you want to buy the entire group here it is at a much discounted price so yeah. it's obviously better value for you or you can buy them singly maybe for 10 to $12 each and they'd still yeah. make their money back I guarantee yeah and you could you could ramp the price up based on certain games so like 1 and 2 maybe you charge 20 bucks each and then like a couple of the side games no one cares about 10 to 15 bucks and then yeah. as I said Kingdom Hearts 3 I'm okay with that being close to 100 bucks uh, with Reminded which is a massive DLC uh, for those who hmm. don't know, I still have not got around to finishing three. I really want to do it. I know you didn't care for it. I love the gameplay. I don't give a crap about the story. Uh, I stopped caring about the story after Kingdom Hearts one, and yeah. to some that might be blasphemous, as it is my equal favorite game franchise of all time. But the story's stupid. It's dumb, but the gameplay <laughs> is just phenomenal. Um, hmm. I actually watched a review. It's a little, a little bit of a tangent. Um, of Final Fantasy VIII, because uh, for those who don't know, that's my favorite Final Fantasy. But they're like, yeah, the gameplay is great. I love this, 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 and this. And, you know, there's issues that I have with this, 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 and this. But when they got to the story, they're like, the story is stupid. I'm like, yeah, no. There is no defense for that. Like, the story is dumb. And the same yeah. thing with Kingdom Hearts. The story is just dumb. It's not well written. It's melodramatic. It contradicts itself in certain points. 
it makes no friggin' sense. They make shit up on the fly. It's like an episode of Yu-Gi-Oh! where they just kept changing the rules so Yu-Gi would win. You know, that's basically what it is. That's Kingdom Hearts in a nutshell. It's like, okay, what are mm. the rules? Fuck the rules. We're having it so we win. Because good guy and fuck the bad guy. Um, but yeah, I do agree. I think the idea of maybe separating them, because there's no need for them to be necessarily uh, in these compilations where you have to spend big money when you might only want the core games because a lot of people don't yeah. care about the side games i mean if you had to play a side game play birth by sleep that is easily mm. the best side game by far that is it's so good but i would say like if you want to go to me as a kingdom hearts fan which games would you recommend to play one two birth by sleep maybe dream drop distance uh if you want to that one's a little questionable and then three you know, I would get hmm. the core games and like one side game, and that's all I'd need. But I don't want to have that, to spend three hundred and fifty bucks to get yeah. that experience. And that, that's my issue. So, I like you know, Birth by Sleep. I like Dream Drop Distance, and then I just play one, two, and three. So I'm thinking, okay, if I if I just want to get Kingdom Hearts one, two, three, as someone who's new to the franchise, I don't want to invest in all the other games. You know, I just want the main console releases of one, two, and three. Just yeah. to sort of, well, at least one and two to get me into, you know, the the story. See if I like it. You can't mm. do that. You, you, it's a massive commitment financially to just try to get into this franchise. So, unless you're already familiar with it, or you know, you trust someone who's reviewed it before, it's it's kind of acting like a barrier to entry for those who want to get in but have never played it before. But financially, mm. like three fifty bucks for I would never ever pay that much to just to try out a new franchise. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, and like especially if you're someone who likes to play entire franchises. Like to put it in perspective, right? I I bought on PS3 the Assassin's Creed uh, anthology collection that they had, which was one, two, Brotherhood, Revelations, and I think one other game, um, and that was one hundred and twenty bucks. You know, I'm mm. like. To me, I'm like, that's good value. You know, you're getting the core games that continue the story. I think you get one side game that doesn't really matter. You get a bunch of extra shit, but it was like 120 bucks. And it's just better value for games that had already been released. You know, because, yeah, I could go out and buy them individually and that, but that's how I own pretty much the entire Assassin's Creed franchise. Like, with the exception of that period where they were just all buggy and terrible. Uh, But... You know, as someone who, like, I love Kingdom Hearts. I love playing Kingdom Hearts. I enjoy my PlayStations. But I can't be bothered setting them up with a capture card, getting the audio balancing right, and all all the fun stuff that comes with that, just to play it. Because I don't like using my TV, as I said earlier. I like to, pl- like, sit at my desk where I can listen to my music uh, and, you know, watch Netflix on one screen while I play a game on another or whatever it is that I want to do. Mm. to be able to have it on PC allows me to do that without having to piss fart around now to be told yeah it's going to cost you 75 bucks for the ones that you want to start let alone all the other ones you want it's like yeah no I just I can't justify it now if they go okay look it's going to be Epic Store exclusive only now the Epic Store isn't the worst thing in the world and a lot of people might go why do we hate it it's security problems it's just bad business the way that they force exclusivity now i'm not saying steam hasn't done shit like that in the past but steam like and gog kind of work together 
same with Origin and Ubisoft. Like, they all kind of integrate with each other. But the Epic Game Store does not integrate with anyone, from my understanding. They are like, we are a standalone thing, and we're a giant pain in the ass. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, to be like told, it's, it's like, yeah, it's, you got to use this to do it. It's like, I don't want to use another store to buy the same yeah. games. I don't mind paying Epic the money, like, to them, but allow it to be, just go, like, launch through Steam. You know, kind of like Ubisoft I, does, you know, where it's like, I can buy the Ubisoft games and it's on the Uplay, which sucks. Everyone knows Uplay sucks, but yeah. I can just launch it from Steam. Even though it will launch Uplay in the background, I don't have to piss fight around with Uplay. Yeah. You know? You, uh, I don't know. My, my experience with the Epic Games Store is it's just so clunky. And then trying to add people as friends on there to try to get them into your game. Mm. I was like, oh my god, it was such a pain in the ass. I, look, that's that's not really necessary for Kingdom Hearts. You're not going to need to add friends or anything. But, you know... Look, if you play Kingdom Hearts, you haven't got any friends. Let's be real. <laughs> Sora's my friend. <laughs> Goofy's my man. Us down. <laughs> Heal me, Donald, you bitch. <laughs> He's my boy. <laughs> Remember yeah, the time in yeah, Kingdom Hearts 2 where Goofy fucking dies? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just gets, like, whacked on the head by a giant rock. And then, like, 15 minutes later, he's like, yeah, no, I'm good. And everyone's like, dude, you were dead. I was like, holy shit, they did it. <laughs> they freed us from this torment. And then they're like, no, fuck you. He's back. I was like, oh, god damn it. Yeah. Anyway. It's, 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 it's going to be expensive as fuck. But, you know, if you want it, I don't it's know. It's the only way to get got it money. if you don't have it on console. Yeah. But if you have that much money, my Patreon link is in my description below as well. <laughs> and uh, OnlyFans. Uh, what's that going? Uh, like, <laughs> yeah. Honestly, if you had 350 bucks, this is what you do. Go out, buy a secondhand PS4 for like $200, and you can buy the 1-2 collection for like... And probably the 2.8 for less yeah. than what it would cost. Yeah. You'd probably even be able it's, to get three secondhand for like 30 bucks. Yeah. For, wh- for what you're getting, it's... I don't know. I, I personally don't find it that valuable or no. worth that price. And even if they're like, oh, but you can play in high frame rate, it's like, but the games already run at 60 FPS on PS4. If you only have the PS3 versions, these would be a good upgrade. But I'd still say go the PS4 version because the frame rate, like, going from 30 to 60, if you've never experienced it, it is oh so good. Like just everything is so much smoother. But yeah, it's it's a really tough sell. Actually, I wouldn't mind seeing, uh, just to throw back to our very first topic, Square Enix wasn't on that list. So I'm assuming they'll be there. Um, they'll have some Final Fantasy stuff to show off. They always mm. do. So I'd be interested to see. They'll probably announce like some Final Fantasy fourteen expansions shit. It's about due for another update. So Yeah, no, that'd be good. Be interesting. Alright. Moving on to the next topic. Pikmin. Oh yeah, we got some uh, some new <laughs> your favorite game. Yeah, the game we got, that went from Y to Pixels like I fucking want it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just keep looking at it. Like you know what? It's something new. Put it on my it's phone. Fresh. Hurry up. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so there's been some new details released about this new Pikmin mobile app game. Um, 
For those of you who don't know, it is being developed by the same people behind Pokemon Go, Niantic. Um, and obviously my concerns was it's going to be like the Harry Potter game where it's just going to reskin Pokemon Go to be Pikmin. Um, however, there have been some fans or some testers in Singapore who have already been playing the game um, to test out the features and all that sort of stuff. And they've actually revealed some details um, about how the game works and the different things you can do in the game. Um, and it's confirmed to me that this is not going to be a Pokemon Go reskin, like we said in the last podcast. They're doing things different, and if they were to do that, there would be potential, you know, in the actual app itself. And they are doing something different. So um, I'm not sure if you've actually looked into this card, like, but you definitely get a different kind of Pikmin that you can um, have in your army. There's this thing called uh, Walk Steps or Walk Energy or something like that, where basically you get XP and um, powers and all that sort of stuff. Well, not not powers, but um, sort of walking steps to grow your Pikmin. Um, and obviously that's 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 calculated. Oh, sorry, step energy. There we go. Um, you get step energy by going out and walking. So the main aim of this game is to get you off your ass and start walking. Similarly to Pokemon Go, where you know you'll get up and you know you can walk different eggs and get X amount of kilometers and all that sort of stuff. It's designed to get you out into the you know out into the into the environment and start walking and all that sort of stuff. Um, You'll be able to have red, blue, yellow, rock, winged, purple Pikmin as well as white ones. There's a decor Pikmin as well that wears different clothing. Um, there's a whole range of features um, that come with this. Uh, are you at all interested in getting this? Uh, this game? You said we had to walk around. Fuck no. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> no I, I, I might. It might be something I play when at work. Because uh, yeah. for those who don't know, I work at a supermarket as well as a music teacher. Uh, thanks, mm. COVID. Um, but I do a lot of walking at work, so I could see it having a little more potential for me, depending on how the GPS tracking works for the walking. Because uh, if it's if it doesn't really matter about where you are, just that you are walking in a sense, as long as it's like you know more than let me like walk from like up and down the hallway you know and it counts towards whatever it is that you need to do then i'm like yeah "Yeah, that's got a little more potential for someone like me who can kind of play it passively while at work like i would play pokemon go while at work in terms of having it to walk and stuff but it just we tried it and doesn't work great there so if the implementation is a little bit better and carries across for someone like me who can do it more passively then i'd definitely be like yeah i'll give this a go but Still, for me, I'm like, Pikmin, I I like the games. I think they're pretty cool, but I'm still in the camp of why at the moment. Hmm. There's there's one good thing that I like um, that was revealed with these testers as well is that you can actually um, send your Pikmin on expeditions. Um, so you'll get like a small little army of Pikmin that sort of follow you around. Um, and you can send them on expeditions to locations that you've visited before. Um, and by doing that, you get particular items, I'm assuming, to upgrade Pikmin or grow more or different types and all that sort of stuff, um, and they can actually send you postcards and all that sort of stuff, so little cute photos of themselves using the photos that people have submitted um, in Pokemon Go and Ingress and all that sort of stuff, um, so it's using the same photos and all that sort of stuff from Pokemon Go, um, 
which is smart. If you've already got the database there, just use it. But um, yeah, I do I do like the expedition um, feature. It'll tell you how many Pikmin you need to send um, for what item you want to, to get back once that expedition is done. Um, the, the biggest difference for me is you, you can tell that this isn't going to be a competitive multiplayer game at all. Mm. Um, very, very different from... Uh, you know, Pokemon Go, where it's all about, you know, battling other players, taking over the gyms from other players. This seems to be a bit more, as you said, a bit more passive, um, more of a single-player experience, which I don't mind. But yeah. I do think that one of the biggest successes from Pokemon, aside from it being Pokemon itself, is its community that, you know, you can actually battle real-life people. Um, you know, you can team up with other people in real life to battle legendary Pokemon, to take over gyms and all that sort of stuff. There is that community aspect, which I think is a massive strength as to why Pokemon Go has been, I guess, running for so long. Mm. Um, this, from what this tester says, it doesn't really seem to be much of a multiplayer aspect, so I'm not sure about its staying power. Um, Unless they just haven't said anything about multiplayer, or it's not available f- to them yet, yeah. Um, I, I would assume there'd have to be something in there for multiplayer. Otherwise, I, I don't I, think this is going to be a very. I, very I reckon like the game. expeditions would probably be, be the multiplayer aspect. Like you can team up with yeah. people do like crazy big expeditions. Yeah. But I think that's where it should be left at. I don't see how you would make this game multiplayer in a way that is fun, and. No. I think it would have actually pretty good staying power because a lot of people like Pokemon don't care for the gyms. They don't care for the battling and that. They just want to catch Pokemon and go for a walk, you know. Mm. And the problem with Pokemon Go is if you want to, you know, have more items, have more slots to catch Pokemon and all that stuff, it costs money. And you can get money passively through, you know, doing the gyms and stuff, but if they don't want to do all that stuff... Not that it's hard or anything like that, but, you know, some people just want to have a nice, relaxed time. They don't want to play competitive shit all the time, you know, Mm. and I'm hyper-competitive when it comes to games. I will actively try to be better than everyone I know at specific games, and it's a big flaw of mine because it's like, (laughs) I can't enjoy games with people. I can can do couch co-op fine, but it's like, just take me and you and Outriders, right? So... The one night I didn't get to play with you because I, I was absolutely wrecked and I went to bed. I got up and then finished the fucking game because I'm like, no, <laughs> he can't be ahead of me. <laughs> I stayed up to like four in the morning doing every side quest, unlocking everything. And I'm like, why did I do that? Like, it's a co-op game. It's not a fucking competitive game. But my brain's like, no, I have to be ahead. It's like, fucking hell. Like, I get too competitive. So something like this, like, it definitely has potential for me, but it's still, yeah. like, I just don't understand why Pikmin, of all things, mm. you know? I'm like, Pokemon's a great... I would love to see, like, a Digimon version of this. Would have been freaking oh, great. Yeah. Digimon, Digimon would, be would have awesome. been the shit, you know? Oh, um, shit. Why I saw, say like, that? joke <laughs> versions of, like, Resident Evil and stuff, where it's like, you've got to, like... You know, you got to run away from zombies chasing you and that on occasion, and you got to like go out and collect supplies. I like that idea. You know, yeah, like maybe something a little more active in terms of getting yeah. people running and stuff. If the, you know they're physically capable, or make it so you know you can mm. walk away. But set like game settings. You know, like someone is physically fit and can run. Set it to run, 
and then you know you get like a warning oh crap there's zombies here you got to run from here like things like that the this style of game has so much more potential to me than what vr does because yeah i think augmented reality is like it's a better version of vr because it's basically doing what vr does but just letting you do it in the real world making the experiences yeah. like just better so i think i'd love to see stuff like that you know i'd like to see, as i said digimon i think it'd be just top shot like top tier like that's the only That'd thing that could revive huge. like rival pokemon uh yeah. but have it be like you know you got to go out and collect food for them treat it like a tamagotchi you know you got to go oh, out and you got to feed them and evolve them and then you can still have the battle systems and all that sort of stuff but like there's just it'd be so damn cool and as i said like resident oh, evil and stuff so like that good. or silent hill you know like horror games i think they would work really well in terms of trying to get people to be active um mm because you can play on people's you know fear and you know anxieties when it comes to getting notifications on your phone and shit i think it'd be cool yeah um but yeah i i still i don't know how i feel about it yet i'd like i think i'd have to wait to get it like when it comes out on release i know you'll probably get it as soon as it comes out i'll probably get it when it comes out so we can try it yeah but for me i'm like uh, i just uh, it's still why pikmin <laughs> you know like just yeah. of all properties Hmm. I, I think, yeah, just going back to the multiplayer thing with the expeditions, I, I think in the game there, there's like uh, monsters or large bugs you have to, to attack or something. Yeah. I'm assuming the expeditions will either be, you know, you can send it to different locations and their equivalent of gyms would be there's this giant monster that you need to send X amount of Pikmin to to defeat. Yeah. Um, and that might be a multiplayer aspect, but yeah, in terms of, you know, even just Nintendo properties alone, it's it's kind of weird that it's still Pikmin, but, you know, I'll still download it, see if it's any good. If not, you know, you yeah, just I delete mean, it. If it's free to play, there. all it's going to cost you is your time, and if you have a good yeah. time, it was worth it. If not, you didn't really lose anything, so... Yeah, exactly. All right, moving on to the next bit of news. Twitch can now ban people for conduct that happens off the the streaming's platform um so they've just updated their hateful conduct policy um and they've split it into two categories um now the first category uh hasn't really changed this is uh, oh, i'll read it out it says if twitch is reviewing a harassment report about something that happened on stream it will take into account related harassment on facebook the second category however is new if Twitch finds out about serious offences that pose a substantial risk to the Twitch community, it'll take action even if those offences took place entirely off the platform. The company currently defines serious offences as incidents of violent extremism, credible threats of mass violence, membership in a known hate group, sexual exploitation of children, and non-consensual sexual activity, among others. So... I am. I've seen arguments on both sides of this. Mm. Some people say it's great. Some people say, well, you know, it's it's like Twitch trying to suspend you, um, you know, for things outside of a school time. I don't agree with that comparison at all. Like yeah, it's a, I'm with you. you. Know, a school me, trying to suspend you. That that comparison's a load of shit. It's a straw man argument. Yeah. And as someone who is very much free speech of any kind. Uh, and people go, oh, but you just allow racists. Like, how do you know they're racist until they speak? Like, you need to know exactly. if that person's a dickhead. 
and you're allowed to then you know shut them up because you know you don't agree with them but in this instance and i know you've got a very particular story you can share in regards to this um but the idea of being able to sit there and say you know i go off to just be an absolute cunt to someone just for the sake mm-hmm. of being like, well, I didn't say it to them on their Twitch, so therefore they can't... Like, that person can block me on Twitch. They can, you know, hit the ignore command. I can make another account. I can get mm. in there. So Twitch does have a big problem, and this does happen a lot, especially to big streamers, where they get this yeah. harassment. Now, anyone who knows, knows I am not a fan of Pokimane. I'm not a fan of any of those, you know, female streamers that what? get into those kind of controversies. <laughs> Same with the male streamers. It's not because they're women. Uh, it's because I'm a man and I'm... Nah. Uh, but <laughs> it's... I Like, they cop a lot of shit. They really do. And hmm. there are times where, you know, it's justified. E.g. like uh, Pokimane showing porn and shit like that and getting away with it. They deserve to cop shit for that. But there are times where they cop shit... Like, the time she, like, Pokemon did the VTuber thing, um, and a lot of people like, ugh, she's just doing it for attention. It's like, no, like, she did it. She has a fair reason. Like, sometimes you don't want to be on camera. Anyone who's been to any of my streams, which is, like, three whole people in the last month, will know I haven't had my camera on because I don't want to be on camera. I don't feel good about hmm. myself. And VTubers, you know, they don't have to worry about how they look necessarily. As long as the program's working, it's all good. And I think this is a really good step in the right direction. I know people be like, well, how can they determine? I think, you know, it depends on when these cases actually happen. You know, if they go out and go, well, say I'm talking shit to you, you know, and someone reports it as harassment and they don't understand the dynamic, you know, of us where, you know, we might talk a little bit of shit, like saying, oh, you know, shit-tier gamer, you know, oh, how's your back carrying the team, shit like that. You know, mm. we'll, we'll joke about shit like that between each other where, you know, we'll shit talk. But if someone who doesn't understand that dynamic comes across it, sees it as hateful, they, you know, and we're just talking, say, here on Gilded, join the Gilded server, you know, if it's on Twitter or whatever, you know, they might go, hey, that's wrong, and Twitch might go, yeah, I agree, without knowing the full context. So there is obviously a chance this can be misconstrued the wrong way. And I do understand people's concerns for that. But the people who are saying, oh, it's like school, like banning, like, you know, suspending you outside of school times. It's like, well, if you're bullying someone at your school, out of school time, you do need to be punished. You know, like, you can't be a cunt and get away with it. I I think it goes down to the whole... Um, you know, freedom of speech, but not freedom of consequence. Yeah, kind of thing that, that I really like. You know, and yeah, just quickly for that story that Carlick mentioned before, I had someone come to my stream. Um, they just went fucking stupid, so I blocked them. They created I think two to three other accounts, and I reported mm-hmm. all those to to Twitch, and I blocked them as well. I then got a um, an inbox on my Instagram saying hey you've blocked my friend which was immediately followed by unblock me so i'm thinking is it your friend or is it you um <laughs> big brain and, and then he you know yeah <laughs> and then he because this is back when i was i think i was going to vietnam or something um, yeah, it was and he just goes you know, as we're heading off 
Yeah, and he goes, you know, I'm going to call the airport and threaten to down your plane and all that sort of stuff and just really stupid sort of shit. So when I reported to Twitch, they came back and said, well, sorry, you know, there's not much we can do if this is happening on a different platform. Mm-hmm. Um, so this change is so welcome to me. I think targeted harassment doesn't just stop on one platform. You can yeah, block them doesn't. and they'll reach you out because most streamers, they want to have an online presence. And, you know, having an online presence means you have a YouTube, an Instagram, a Twitter, you know, a Discord or a Gilded. You know, you're on basically everything. So there's so many ways that people who want to harass you can. Yeah. So I think Twitch taking into account repeated and targeted harassment regardless of a platform, you're just looking at the actual behavior and attitude of the individual, you know, the individual themselves rather than what platform. I think it's a huge welcome change and it holds people accountable. So I'm, I'm yeah. all for it. Yeah, I, I do like this change. I'm usually not on Twitch's side when it comes to a lot of their changes. Yeah, same. They usually do something dumb. Like, yeah. just to throw shit at uh, Alinity, like, literally the day she flashed her boob, and again, you can argue it was an accident, she can say it was an accident, and that's her right to say so. It doesn't look like it to me, but that was literally the day after they literally made the change of, you are not allowed to have nudity of any kind on your stream. And she didn't get banned for like four days until the weekend when she didn't stream. And then they, mm. then they're like, oh yeah, she's been banned. It's like, no. Like, that's where <laughs> I think people have a fair concern because, you know, Twitch doesn't have a great history when it comes to enforcing their rules. They're a bit over the joint. You know, sometimes they're great and sometimes they, you know, they banned a dude for getting a nosebleed. You know, they banned a dude who got carjacked on stream. Like, Hmm. to me i'm like what no you know you've allowed people to get away with some absolute crazy shit i've gotten away with a lot of absolute crazy shit you know i should be banned i maintain that i should be banned but until it happens (laughs) i'm gonna keep doing what i do now does it mean i do that crazy shit all the time or deliberately to hurt anyone no i do it just to kind of take the piss on twitch but, mm. you know, I don't have the audience to get myself in trouble yet. If I had that kind of audience, the, the, yeah, no way I'd do it. But if I had that audience, I wouldn't want to do that stuff, you know, because yeah. I'd be at risk of getting myself in trouble. So I can understand people's hesitation with it, but, you know, I've got to give them a little bit of faith. Twitch has been relatively okay with rule enforcement. Relatively. I do say that uh, in quotation marks. Uh, of recent like they haven't been absolute god awful they've made some questionable decisions e.g the queefing saga uh which i can understand why they did what they did but there's also like kind of counter arguments to it and i'm kind of sitting on the fence either way i'm like yeah to me it's just a stupid situation you know but yeah i i as i said i see where the people's concerns are i don't think there is any reason if you are concerned to be concerned if you're concerned, is it because you're the one being a cunt? Yeah. You know, you're probably like, the asshole. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, at a certain point, it's like, oh yeah, I'm getting all this harassment. Are you? Are you the one starting it? Like, you know, yeah. It doesn't mean like not to victim blame because there are people out there who legitimately like yourself who got absolutely targeted for no reason by just some mm. person who's crazy. I know people who have been targeted by some absolutely crazy people. They tried to drag me yeah. into it, and I just told them to fuck off because I'm me. And thankfully, people just leave me alone. And I like that because I'm terrible at communicating generally. 
um, and like I mean, you know, for for fact, I take shit way too far, um, and it drives people away, and it works because I'm like, I don't want to fucking talk to a lot of people. <laughs> I'll, I'll keep my friend group small, tight, tight like a tiger, you know, and uh, leave it at that. But yeah, I I I am glad Twitch have decided, you know, for situations that are getting they are starting to get a lot more extreme, especially people who SWAT and stuff like that uh yeah you know because they could like someone who swats might not be on twitch necessarily a hell of a lot and they might have done it through just picking a fight with someone on twitter you know but they need to be punished for their actions because there are people out there who have done swatting and like had no issues like they've had Mm. no repercussions for it there are people out there who have admitted to it multiple times and like no platforms banned them for it so it's a thing i really want to see you know, rules enforced properly and fairly. Mm. And this is a really good step in the right direction. Yeah. No, I totally agree. All right. Uh, next thing. Deathloop has been delayed. We'll smash through these next ones um, just quickly because there's nothing too major. Mm. Um, Deathloop has been delayed till September 14th. No surprise there, given the, the last year that we've had. They yeah. said that we're committed to quality and preserving our team's ambitions for Deathloop while ensuring the health and safety of everyone at Arcane. We'll be using this extra time to accomplish our goal, create a fun, stylish, and mind-bending player experience. We apologize for the extended wait and thank you for all your passion and excitement. It is the fuel that powers our creativity and our hard work. We can't wait to show you more Deathloop soon. Not really a surprise, in, yeah, in all honesty. Pretty like, Bob it's another delay. PR spew there. Nothing, <laughs> yeah. nothing major. Yeah. It's, the, it's the same shit whenever any game's delayed. And again, I have yeah. no issue with a game being delayed, as we've discussed in the past. And again, this is another reason why I'd love to see Bethesda at E3, because um, they could continue to build up hype. Now, I know we kind of ragged on the whole, oh, you die, you come back to life, and you do it again, like gameplay loop that's been super popular of late. Um, But this is a game I'm actually interested in. Like, I I am very happy to play this. Is it a game I want to buy day one? Probably not. But is it a game that I do want to play? Definitely. It is on my list to play. I You know, a new FPS, a new IP, something interesting... You know, I don't want to play Doom all the time when it comes to FPS. You know, sometimes I want something a little mm. different. So I'm curious to see how it goes, how arcadey it's going to be, if it's going to be like super stealthy. You know, I'm interested, but yeah, I, I think putting a date on it's a little silly, uh, as we've discussed. Yeah. I think just saying, look, it's delayed until we know for sure that it's going to come out. Yeah, because especially if, for if they don't meet that, it's yeah. Like, if if they don't meet that September 14th. It's gonna. People it's gonna, gonna really be pissed. Piss off. <laughs> and as we've said before, you're not entitled to the game. I know you might want it. You might be excited for it. And I like the idea of having more representation within the game. You know, you got you know black protagonists and stuff like that. I like that. It's cool to see. But I want them to do it right. I don't want them to release a game that finally has decent representation and be like, yeah, it's a pile of shit. So yeah. Yeah, I hope I hope they do uh, get this this together. It is under a one year console exclusivity deal before it comes to Windows, I think, or is it coming out on Windows? I think it might be coming out PC at the same time, but then it's coming to Xbox after a year. Yeah. So if you're an Xbox player, I'd actually be rejoicing because one, you'll probably get the game with all the DLC, all the extra shit, 
and it'll cost cheaper. So and and all the fixes and patches and all that sort of yeah. shit as well. So so yeah, yeah. I, I I'm that's a discussion for another day. Is the exclusivity deals? I freaking hate them. I think they're stupid because <laughs> uh, it's like just release the game. Why would you do this? Yeah, like if you're gonna release yeah. it on PC of all places as well, then what's the point? It's just dumb. Mm. Anyway, enough of that. Moving on. Um, next thing with Smash Three is not really that interesting. Is Animal Crossing teamed up with Builder Bear? Yep. You can get two stuffed characters from uh, Animal Crossing, Isabel and Tom Nook. Um, but this isn't something you could just buy. It's kind of like the PlayStation Five, where you had to sign up and put your name in, and you're given a given a spot in the queue. And once your spot, you know. Once it's your turn, then you can buy it. So, I don't know. Obviously, given that it's Nintendo and the limited amount of numbers of things you can buy, it's sold like absolute hotcakes. Yeah, scalpers will be it's, coming it's, in like motherfuckers. Yeah. Ruin it's it Animal everyone. Crossing and plush. Like, yeah. Of course, it's going to sell. <laughs> yeah. And look, they're cute. They look nice. I like the idea of it. I think the idea of being able, not necessarily having it be specifically designed pre like you know kind of like pre-packaged in the sense that it looked like but to be able to put like different costumes on them as well obviously mm. being from build a bear they should have like interchangeability with costumes and stuff which i think is great especially for young kids who absolutely love it or you know adults that have that weird plushy obsession nothing wrong with that do you <laughs> i mean i i collect guitars and video games so i can't really talk yeah. shit um so yeah i think it's a cool idea i'd like to see more of that style like more brand integration into other pop culture things because gaming although gaming is huge it still hasn't fully in my opinion broken that mainstream appeal it's very close to doing it it is so close because you know we're getting video game movies you got like sonic you got um obviously mortal kombat's coming out uh we won't talk about the theme because everyone likes it but me because I'm just that <laughs> asshole. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I, I do like the idea of this. I just, I don't necessarily like the implementation of necessarily having strict limited numbers. I know you might want to run collector's editions and things like that, but run it off your website. Um, yeah. And then maybe have it to be like, you know, go out to different age groups in a sense. Like, you know, you might have someone, like a family account that registers to get it. And it's like, okay, well, people who have family accounts are more likely to get it. Because, you know, you want it to really go to the kids. Like, add, mm. like, a couple of the serious collectors. It doesn't need to go to the people who are going to scalp it, buy it for, like, what was it, like, 75 bucks or whatever it is, and then sell it for, like, 500 You know, it's yeah, just... It's, mm. They had some... They had some... I forgot what it was. They had something to do with, like, Nintendo cards or something like that. Yeah, they have, like, I these... Don't know what it was, um, but- I don't know if they're AR augmented reality cards, kind of like they did for the 3DS and stuff. But I think it's to like you get like these gameplay cards that like give you stuff yeah. in the game and stuff. It's, it's whatever it was. It, it sold out in minutes, yeah. and people are already asking for a couple hundred dollars for them. You know, online or on eBay. I'm like, wait, what the fuck? Yeah, you picked a bad time it's to just... get the Switch. You should have got it like three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. you would have had all this stuff day one and been <laughs> like you know what I'm going to be that scalper asshole but I'm not going to charge as much 1% less bitch <laughs> nah. undercut everyone that's how you yeah. win <laughs> yeah no easy money man that's what Coles and uh, Woolies yeah. are doing at the moment and everyone's like oh there's going to be a price yeah. war and it's going to be bad I'm like why is it bad we can actually afford shit holy crap yeah 
exactly um yeah so staying on nintendo there was another six minute trailer dropped for pokemon snap um basically showing more footage have you have you seen this one yet yeah uh i did watch it uh before we did the podcast yeah um all in japanese i haven't been able to find an english version online yet i'm sure one will be online soon but it basically shows off some more of the mechanics that were in the announcement trailer um and it also reveals lugia which Mm. was fucking awesome when i first saw lugia i was like shit she's nuts um Uh. But what 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 I did right is when I first watched this trailer, it didn't have any. Uh, it did have voiceovers, but it showed off more of just kind of like the ambient environment sounds. Yeah. And I'm just listening. I'm like, you know, just watching the Pokemon. I'm like, fuck, this is nice. Yeah. As, <laughs> so as, like, as, as we discussed like, last time, this. I'm like, I I am kind of hyped for it. I don't think it's a full price game, in my opinion. But this really no. is the sort of game you sit down and just relax. That's all it is. It's it is like, the. It's going to be one of the most relaxing games, like Animal Crossing. You don't sit yeah. there and go hardcore. You sit down. You like put on a nice set of headphones while you're listening to it, or a good surround sound system, and you just enjoy what you are looking I, at. I was so surprised. I'm like, I'm just watching it. You know, the trailer. Like, oh yeah, a new trailer. And, you know, there's something to talk about. And then they just started like just going into different environments, and then. I don't even think in some scenes there wasn't even you know any kind of music or anything. It was just like mm. the ambient beach noise, like you know the waves crashing and then you know them walking on the sand. I was like, fuck, this is actually. Really nice. And then you you know you go to nighttime, you see different Pokemon at night. You hear you know other Pokemon in the bush and all this stuff. I'm like, fucking hell, this is actually very relaxing. Like I can't wait to get it. <laughs> yeah, I I really hope actually there is very minimalistic music. I want it to be. Yeah, you know, as much on that ambient sound and really try to immerse you within the world of Pokemon because yeah. that's all Pokemon Snap's really got going for it. I love it, I do, mm-hmm. but like as a gameplay loop, there isn't a lot, so you need something to draw no, people in much. and make them want to come back and yeah. play it. And I think that's the best way to do it. Nintendo Switch VR headset, Pokemon Go. Uh, Pokemon, well, not Go, Pokemon Go, Pokemon Snap. Well, Pokemon Go <laughs> Snap. Like you got to walk around in the wheel, wheel. Uh, can't speak. Wheel, real world. Uh, taking pictures yeah. of Pokemon, and everyone's gonna be like, "You taking a picture of me?" It's like, no, I can't. <laughs> we good. <laughs> we Gucci. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'd love to have VR Pokemon Snap. It's yeah. basically like kind of there, but oh. Well, they Ima- do, they do that, actually though. have that um, yeah. cardboard cutout thing that makes it like a VR headset. That uh, be, yeah, I've seen that. That would be interesting to use. Mm. I'm intrigued. I wouldn't mind but seeing think- that teamed up together like that weird cardboard thing that they did. I don't know if yeah. they're still doing that or not, but I like the idea of like, hey, let's make it physical VR, like quote-unquote VR set, where you basically put the yeah. thing in and it makes it look like VR. So. I just think with the um, with the, the the ambient noises and all that sort of stuff, like yeah. this game is just so suited to to VR, and it, it would just elevate it to like a whole new level. Especially yeah, if I'm they actually, have the, like, yeah, just after the Bluetooth audio by then as well when it comes. Oh out, yeah, that'd yeah. be ooh, that'd be perfect. It'd be amazing, yeah. But yeah, I, I, I was just like looking. I'm like, oh yeah, another Pokemon Snap game. You know, another trailer. Sorry, um, you know, I'll probably be getting it, but interesting to look at. But now I'm like, fuck, I need it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the SpongeBob meme. I don't need it. 
Yeah. I need it. I need it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm very interested. But speaking of things that we don't need, there is a Last of Us 1 remake in development mm. for the PS5. So this thing is going to be the new Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> it's come <Yeah>. from <laughs> PS3, PS4, and now it's on the PS5. Holy shit. Like, what was that what was that Simpsons quote? Stop, he's already dead. <laughs> that's that's what this feels like. And it's not that The Last oh, of Us is a bad shit. game. It's a great game. I personally don't like it because I find the controls a little clunky, the AI is a little funky at points. You know, what ruins it for me is every time I've tried to start the game, you're like the chick you're walking with, you know, like you're sneaking through, she goes, Oh, don't get seen. Every single time, she just stands up and runs in front yeah. of the enemies, and they don't give a shit. And yeah. I'm like, I can't get immersed in this world where the story is good mm. when this shit's happening. It makes it like just I think impossible. The story so, is good, but I fucking hated the gameplay. Yeah, it was the I same shit. You you fight with humans. You then fight with clickers, and then you have a stealth portions, and then you fight with more humans, and then you fight with clickers, and then you go into another stealth portion. I'm like, it was literally the same thing. And toward the end of the game, I'm like, okay, now we're gonna fight some humans. All of a sudden, humans started popping out of this random house. I'm like, okay, now we're gonna fight clickers. Oh, whoa, clickers attack the humans you're fighting. Now you gotta fight the clickers. I'm like, it was so predictable. I'm like, mate, like the story is great, but fucking hell, that gameplay loop was just doing my head in. I, you know the reason but, why I think they're doing it regardless of the TV show um, is solely because of how much stink The Last of Us 2 created. And not yeah. saying that it's a bad game. I haven't played it. I don't care. But you lost a lot of fans. So I think they're oh, trying yeah. to basically win back some fans being like, okay, <laughs> look, we know we pissed some people off by killing off a certain character uh, that everyone loves. Uh, with a story mm. that doesn't like with a reason that doesn't really make sense and we're gonna have this but this is a way of going hey look we're sorry have it look all extra pretty again even though it's not gonna look that much better unless they're rebuilding it from the ground up yeah so I don't know uh, uh, yeah if I ever do get a PS5 and, uh, just a side note as well this is another game on the PS5 that isn't anything new yeah it's just like I'm I'm so glad I didn't rush out and buy a PS5 because I, I was speaking to um, well you know Roger um, and Chris from Button Mash Pod they were saying that they had the PS5 and they haven't touched it for a couple of weeks yeah because there's, there's just there's nothing on there that they want to play I did the same thing with the PS4 I didn't play it legitimately I think until Final Fantasy 15 dropped once that dropped mm. I put a shitload of hours into it my yeah. ex fiance has used my fucking PS4 more than I have. Yeah. Like, straight up. And I... I just don't fucking use it that much. It's like, what do I play on it? It's like, okay, I've been doing, like, the Kingdom Hearts challenge. Obviously, I haven't done that for a while. I do want to get back to it. I've been meaning to. Um, But I just can't be bothered, you know, getting the console Mm. back at the moment because it's, you know, a fair distance away from me. Um, But it's like, okay, I've got that. You know, there's Kingdom Hearts 3. But I'm like, beyond that, it's like, what do I play? A couple of Final Fantasy games, and that's it. Like, I just... You know, the Tony Hawk remake, sure. Mortal Kombat 11, I just ended up buying that on PC anyway. Like, a lot of it... A lot of PC games now that I used to... uh, Well, a lot of games, sorry, that I used to buy on PS4 to play with friends, I now just get on PC because my screen's big enough. 
and we can just plug two controllers mm. in and just go for it. So, like, yeah. consoles are getting really hard, in my opinion, to sell when you're getting rid of, you know, these new experiences and a reason to kind of have it. Mm. So, exactly. Um, but yeah, I'm just glad I didn't rush out to buy one or try to find one because I'm like, it yeah. would just be sitting there and I'd be playing my PS4 games on it. Yeah. So, <laughs> I'd rather put the money toward the PC. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the last thing we've got to talk about today is, again, Outriders. Ooh, now, yeah. I will have a review up um, by the time you guys are hearing this. It's fucking great. It's litty titty, as the kids would say. <laughs> I know, because I've I'm totally seen it. it by now. <laughs> <laughs> it <laughs> is the best video I have made. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's so good, um, you're going to coom in your pants. Just but yeah, crew. so that that that, <laughs> but yeah, that that review will be up on my YouTube as well. Um, definitely keep an eye out for that one. Um, however, there have been a couple of patches um, that have come out for it. Mm. Some that have caused a bit of a little bit of a kerfuffle in the uh, the Outriders community. Yes. Um. So with this new patch. They they say they are addressing some balancing issues and they're working on stability and all that sort of stuff, which is which is always good. However, oh, and they've also apparently fit, um, fixed crossplay between PC and consoles, which is which is great because that yeah. was in beta. Apparently, it's all working now. I haven't tried that myself yet. Yeah. Um, the thing that has pissed a few people off is they're basically nerfing three out of the four classes, so they're leaving. Uh, what is it? Devastator alone, and they're nerfing Pyromancer, no Pyro, yeah, Pyromancer, Technomancer, and uh, Trickster. Yeah. So they're nerfing arguably the most three fun classes, and leaving the one that I guess not many people use. I'm like, mm, uh, I don't really like that approach, you know. Yeah, I think if if if, if, if one if, if one class it. isn't yeah got, if you, one class isn't being played at all. You know, you fix that class, you you bring them up, you don't drag the other three down to the level of the one that's not being played. Apparently, yeah. Devastator is the one that makes it to the end game the least. Yeah. So I'm thinking, okay, there's not many people playing it. People who do play it and have cohesive builds on a Devastator class say that at end game they just feel weak as piss. Even though this is meant to be the tank class, yeah. you're meant to feel the strongest in this one. So they're bringing the other ones down. They've reduced the percentages of certain damage outputs by other classes. I don't know, man. I, I just think that's the wrong way to go about it. Yeah, I, I'm very much of the opinion, why bring the other three down if they're not actually that overpowered? Because you got to remember, they're not. By, the, by the end game, that game is really <clears throat> fucking hard. Like, it is very yeah. difficult. You have to have multiplayer you have to have yeah. good team co- like cohesiveness and and you also yeah and you also can change that and even if you find it to be like you know you know difficult or sort of easy you can just increase the world tier to get better items but the difficulty increases as well so yeah. i i've never sort of gone through this game thinking oh i feel overpowered it's only you know, when I was playing with you, because you were so far ahead of me that you were just clearing out people, and then I started playing with someone else who was like, I, I was level twenty four, and then yeah. I started playing with Cat who was level fourteen, and we didn't have your toxic ability when you missed out on that stream. Yeah, and I was like, oh shit, this is actually like a very difficult 
um, sort of thing, and it took us yeah. about twenty minutes to get through a couple of enemies, and yeah. it was so rewarding because it was so difficult. But I was never like, "Holy shit!" I'm just you know breezing through these. Things. I never felt yeah. overpowered as a trickster or anything. I think the difficulty is fine. I just think the issue is with the devastator. They just yeah. they just don't feel good to play. They, the devast. It's not even that the devastator doesn't feel good to play. The devastator is fun to play. Like all classes, I like mm. I've played all of them. Um, a little bit thanks to the demo with the exception of Trickster I've just left that one because I'm like because I know Pixel's oh, just like no dude. that's mine no touch and I'm like you've, yeah, you've got to try though man <laughs> I, I will eventually it's so good <laughs> I will eventually because I'll end up doing what I do like with Diablo where I've gone through and maxed out every class at one point or another um, but Devastator is a lot of fun it's just it is weak it needs to be buffed yeah. It's it's not that it's it's not that it's the standard of okay, tough but fair. It is legitimately weak. It needs to be buffed. Mm. But uh, just a little side tangent. Do you know who I found out who uh, plays Outriders and plays Devastator? Who? Fucking Ice T. Really? <laughs> yeah. He was talking about it on Twitter the other day because everyone's like, "Oh, you play Outriders?" He's like, "Yeah, man, I play Devastator." <laughs> so it's like, huh, what? There that's you go. Random shit. Yeah, I know. I'm like. <laughs> Like, I knew he played video games, but I didn't realize he f- was, like, necessarily playing Outriders of all games, you know? Like, I, you know, when I hear of celebrities playing video games, I like I know they're going to play games, but I usually expect them to play the latest, greatest, like, biggest releases. Yeah. And Outriders, don't get me wrong, had a pretty big release. But it's not really, in my opinion, a AAA, super high budget, super high profile game in terms of it only really got popular because of word of mouth. Hmm. so yeah I found that pretty interesting and like the fact that he plays Devastator hopefully he can just call him up and be like look I'll do something to promote your game just buff the shit don't nerf everything like I can understand like Hmm. stuff with the toxic necessarily I know that one of the side abilities is getting a nerf from like 30% to 15% and people are like oh that's huge a couple of the bullet abilities there is a reason for it and I do agree with it because you can if you go the pestilence flying by the end, you get a 40% buff, and then if yeah. you get that one, you're getting another 30% buff on top of it, which is just friggin' insane. It's great yeah. for solo play, but uh, for multiplayer play, that kind of buff is just a little bit too strong. I do agree there. Yeah. Um, but a lot of the nerfs they're doing, I don't necessarily agree with. But I will say, overall, the game has got a lot better. Like, yeah, it's, I can't wait to play it tonight. <laughs> yeah, it's been a lot smoother. I have had literally yeah. no issues uh, personally um, in the last like few days of playing. It's been smooth. It runs well. They have got it, I think, not necessarily to where it should be fully yet. Uh, we haven't tested out cross-play, obviously, yet. Um, mm. But, yeah, I'm, like, I'm, I'm at a point where I'm like, yeah, I very much enjoy this. This is good. One thing they did change, and this is a change I agree with and disagree with at the same time because it's me being greedy. Because um, you haven't done any of the hunts or any of the assassinations yet, have you? No. So I think tonight I wanted to go back in and yeah. do some more of the side missions and all that stuff before yeah. I end the campaign on Trickster. Yeah, and that's before what I, I start a playthrough on a different um, on a different class as well. Yeah. Um, but no, I haven't done any of that stuff yet. Because with that stuff, right, every time you turn one of those in, um, with the exception of, like, I think the first couple don't, but 
basically at least five, six, seven, or maybe even eight of them. It might even be more. Uh, pay you with a legendary item at the end of every quest. Ooh. And if you just kept doing it over and over and over, Shit, yeah. it was so easy to like get just infinite amounts. So they're like, yeah, we're going to change it so you can't necessarily do that. Um, yeah. I think there should be like end game ones you have to do in order to get the legendaries. Like maybe like the last three of them you can get legendaries and then maybe you get like the rares and then uncommons for the first couple or something. Like balance it like yeah. that. I haven't tested it yet to see. We'll get to test it when we play together tonight um, because yeah. obviously I've done all the side missions. I've done everything. I've done all the rewards and stuff. And to me, it was a little broken. It's at the point I have a gun with a firepower plus 10,000 and stuff and i can have toxic bullets just infinitely basically unless there's just a boss that has that much health and if they got that much health once i run out of toxic bullets i start running my minigun until my and then that'll run until my cooldown ends and then i can use the toxic bullets again and it's just like this really insane loop that i can get going and the damage is just nuts now i am by no means a great player of the game i just have a decent build with some pretty damn lucky drops and there's stuff that i want to get um that like basically doubles your damage for like toxic bullets and stuff but like it's crazy expensive and very rare to get mm. so yeah yeah i'm definitely i, I definitely think they're tonight. yeah they're on the right track um with some things again i don't agree with them nerfing i'd rather them you know buff up the sorry buff up the the weaker sort of class to make it more fun for players yeah, but the, from you know, from when I've been doing this review and you know, getting a bit more footage and all that sort of stuff, um, it, it definitely feels like they're addressing the main issues of you know stability and all that sort of stuff, where it just runs that little bit better. It's mm. it's it's definitely not where it needs to be yet to warrant that full price purchase. Yeah. Um, I would say, you know, for, for us in Australia, it's about 80 to $90. If it was around the 60 to seventy, you know, $60 to $70 mark, I'd be like, yeah, you could jump in. Yeah, if it was like 40 um, But given bucks, they're asking for... Yes. Like, it's, it's oh, 100%, yeah. Point, but yeah, but if, if they're asking for, you know, 80 to 90 I'm like, nah. If you're paying that much, you deserve a lot more. Um, just in terms of quality, stability, connection, all that sort of stuff. So mm. it's definitely a buy at some point but i'd say not yet until the major issues have been released or it goes on a hard sale yeah and look this is the sort of game let's be real it will probably end up on a pretty good sale within a couple of years yeah uh i think it'll maintain its price pretty well like it it, let's be real it is a good amount of game for what you're paying especially Mm. in this modern era where everything's like yeah, it's all co-op only or it's all multiplayer only and you got to pay 100 bucks. It's like, well, you know, I might play this for 20 hours, sure, but is it 20 hours well spent? You know, you don't get a campaign, you don't get any extra end game sort of shit. This game is literally, yeah. as I've said before, it is Diablo 3 as a third-person shooter and I know some people yeah. are like, oh, it's Borderlands, it's this. It's like, no, it's like, if you've ever played Diablo 3, this is literally that game as a third-person shooter. That's the it. The problem I have with Outriders compared to Diablo 3 is solely with Diablo 3 by the end game, you are, <coughs> pardon me, dying, apparently, uh, but you are basically, you know, you feel like a god. You know, you're just one-hitting yeah. bosses at like Torment 17. It's like, bam, dead. You know, you don't even think about it. You just destroy everything and it's beautiful 
Um, but like Outriders, it's like even at like just level four, like Tier World Four, which is nowhere near the max. That game is friggin' difficult. And yeah, you yeah. could you know you could position yourself well and do all that. But if you don't get the drops, it's really freaking hard to like do it unless you're at a higher level with all the extra boosts. And if you're not particularly great at understanding how skill trees work in these style of games, it's a little hard. So I'm hoping they do allow for respecs, even if it costs X amount of money or X amount of titanium or something. You got to grind to be able to do it. I don't mind that. Um, but I think allow players to respect because you don't really want to have to go out and make a whole new, you know, for me, Technomancer and do it so you can get, like, whatever the other two skill trees are. You know, you like I'd like to be able to just respec and have it be the way it is because Diablo lets you do that. Like, at the end game, you get what you call Paragon levels, which get you, like, bonus, you know, gold find, bonus strength, bonus health, this, that, and that. And you can respec it at any time at no cost Hmm. and it lets you like say you need more movement speed you boost your movement speed to max and then you boost your strength to max or you need more health and your damage is fine well you just boost the crap out of your health and things like that so i i would like to have the game feel more like you feel more powerful i know they want to keep it obviously a little more grounded in reality than what diablo is but i think these nerfs are a move in the wrong direction they really are to me i think the buffs are the way to go community has very much let them know yeah <laughs> that opinion as well <laughs> yeah i think honestly so I, th- I i see them reversing it i like these developers seem yeah. pretty pretty open to being like okay yeah cool no we get you you know we'll fix it yeah they're very in tune with their player base and i think if they see like a drop or there's a big community you know sort of outcry or you know backlash or anything um they will just go ahead and say, okay, cool, we'll revert everything back to what it was, but also just buff up the Devastator. Um, I, I think, you know, they're, they're still finding their feet in a lot of stuff. Yeah. So I think give, give it a couple of patches and the game should be ready for most players to jump back into and not feel like they've been sort of robbed of any money or feel like there's major improvements that are needed. Yeah. And look, at the end of the day, you've got to remember, for these developers... This is their first online co-op shooter. Yeah. You know, this isn't, you know, their hundredth or whatever. You know, they haven't done a bunch of these where it's like they know how to balance their shit out the gate. This is their first yeah. real experience doing this that I know of because, as I said, the only game I remember uh, them doing was Bulletstorm and I think they did one other one but it wasn't a major game that I recall but I could be completely wrong there. But Bulletstorm, great. But it's a single-player game at the end of the day. Like, that's what it was designed to be. It wasn't designed to be based around co-op and, you know, this whole progressive difficulty system and that. Like, even though I'm at the end game, it's hard for me to get my character past, like, Tier 6. It really is. Mm. I can be... I can play well, but the dodging is a little bit iffy because of, you know, server stuff and, you know, it doesn't feel like you can get out of the way of most attacks. You know, like, you don't feel like yeah. you can respond to it. You have to preempt everything. So, you know, I think there's things they can do to kind of alleviate that, maybe tone down the difficulty in terms of the amount of damage you take, but, you know, keep, like, enemy health and that fine. Because, like, the speed at which you kill, that feels fine to me. It always mm. it's always felt really good. Like, no one feels too bullet spongy. Um, 
you know, there are times by the end game, obviously, if you're not using your abilities, they'll feel bullet spongy, but that's not the point of the game. Um, mm. You know, I'd be interested in doing, like, a full run-through with no ability usage, like, to see what that's like, and I bet you it will yeah. suck. It would be, like, yeah. the worst thing ever. <laughs> uh, but now that I've said it, I'm probably going to start making a YouTube series on that, because I'm an idiot. <laughs> it's like, hey, you know it'd be great? No, that's terrible. That's dumb. <laughs> Let's do it. All right. <laughs> if you say so. Yeah. But yeah, that's uh, going to be the podcast for today, guys. Um, if you were interested in any of our social media, it will be linked in the show notes down below as well. Definitely check out the Outriders review um, if you want a more sort of in-depth discussion around that. Um, but yeah, thanks for joining on yet another podcast, Carly. No worries. Actually, Appreciate before we do go, it, I just want to... Uh Give a, give a little shout out to the people who are listening. Again, we do very much appreciate it. But uh, if you enjoy the dynamic me and Pixel have, we actually have a little series that we will be starting soon uh, to be announced that we're working on where I'm going to have Pixel relax, uh, react to some of the craziest freaking games I can find. Um, and, and relax. Yeah, I've I need got, to relax. I've got one uh, to tide him over for Resi Village coming out for his big mummy milkers that I know he's going to enjoy, but I'm not going to tell him the name of the game. Um, and just like a bunch of games and we're just going to have fun they're going to be edited videos for the Patreon uh, eventually we might end up throwing them up on the YouTube channel as well uh, if we yeah. like them enough you know um, and you know if there's games you would like to see us play and or you know me react to or Pixel react to while one or the other plays let us know because um, you know I've got a bunch that I want to do but you know, I'm always open to some more crazy out there games. You know, like, don't be afraid if it's like a PS2 game, PS1 game, PC, whatever platform it is. If I can get it working, we will probably try to do it. Yeah, sounds good. I can't wait for it, man. It's going to be, be fun. I, I can't wait for your reaction on the first game. I know you're going to love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> in the like, It's bad in the best way. It is just, it's pure schlock. I love it. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening to another podcast. Again, all social medias are down below. And if you are interested in that video series, Patreon link is there as well. Um, But yeah, take care, stay safe out there, and we'll see you in the next podcast.